mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com guys welcome back to marriage martinis i'm adam here's danielle hello have i ever been so confused during a recording of one of our episodes <laughs> <laughs> which you'll hear easily in this interview well we're so far removed from the dating scene which... well we were with hannah burner by the way yeah we should mention that yeah and i i didn't know what she was talking about what she was i i was so confused i didn't know what to say i didn't i felt like i was quiet most of the time but what i was saying was trying to ask her to repeat what she said or explain i didn't get it millennial lingo uh, yes <laughs> well it was sort of like being picked up off of earth and just dropped on another planet because it's been over 20 years for us since we've been in the dating scene and a lot happens in 20 years there's you know technology and just like we said, the phrases, the lingo, a lot like we had to have we needed kind of an interpreter. But she was sweet and she totally like helped explain things to us and terminology. Yeah. I well listen, now you you can never leave me because I <laughs> I don't know what I would be doing if I was on my own out there trying to be in the game. Well, I think dating in your forties nowadays is probably <laughs> different than she's in her twenties. She's so she's twenty eight. She's on a reality show, Summer House on Bravo, um, and she explains a lot about what that is because, I'm again, I'm so far removed from all this stuff, reality TV and everything. Um, and she is a stand-up comedian. She's touring, and she's really like an up-and-coming um, personality. And she's conflicted because she wants a family, and she wants the family life, but she also says she wants to be like she, in her words, an ent an entrepreneurial powerhouse, and she's trying to figure it all out because she doesn't want to give up either of those things, but figuring out how to make those happen and find a guy who will completely support you and wanting to be a really big success is complicated. And part of her feels like she's running out of time. She talks about how she's almost 29 and there's something about the age of 29 that right. all of a sudden you're, you know, you feel like the clock is ticking. Uh, which I was surprised about. But she also, of course, does not want to settle. So um, yeah, I kind of was getting in her head. And I remember, I mean, I met you when I was in my early 20s. But I remember before I met you feeling like, oh, my God, I'm never going to meet anyone. And I, I had gone on, you know, blind dates and uh, met people in bars and all those things that I was like, it's never going to happen for me. So I understand where she's coming from. And, and I like, to find out one of my favorite things about marriage martinis is getting to find out all kinds of experiences and we really knew nothing about 
this millennial dating. So it was interesting. Yeah, that's yeah, and that's she's a word. hilarious. She is freaking hilarious. You sometimes can't even believe what she says, <laughs> and for us to say that, right? But she was great, and she's literally just being completely honest. So I, I, um, I respect that about her. Yeah, and we did a double recording. We recorded for her podcast, which is coming out this week as well. So go listen to that one. If you kind of, it's more of the Marriage of Martinis. It'll give you the backstory if you want to hear the backstory of Marriage of Martinis. It's it should, we sum it up pretty well in her episode. Yeah. Um. I, but this one's super fun. It's a really great conversation. Um. And you, I just hope you enjoy it. It just, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Not that you ever listen around the kids. Don't have the kids around if you're gonna listen right. to this one. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But we love you, Hannah. You were great. And thank you so much for um, being patient with us old people. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Enjoy. All right. Hi, Hannah. Hi, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited. I feel like now I'm like we're sitting down with I want to say a friend, but it's like a she's too young for us. A niece. (laughs) I want to hang out with the cool parents. (laughs) (laughs) She's a cool mom. No, we just recorded Burning in Hell. Mm -hmm. You guys were amazing. But now so now we feel very intimate and close with each other. Totally. But now I'm scared how far we are gonna go. No, no. Well, no, don't be scared. I'm just kidding, I'm not scared. What can you say that we didn't say in the last episode that Honestly? You guys are way more wild than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I feel like I wanted to have you on so badly because um like we are so out of that scene the dating scene and everything it's a little nice to live vicariously although I also know that like sometimes it's like glorified the dating scene not Mm -hmm. everybody loves it and like millennial stuff I need to know because I will tell you all of it okay because we want to know we did a we did a um an episode like way way back trying to like understand millennial lingo and Mm -hmm. everything and um, it's complicated. I have a radio segment on this show called The Taylor Strecker Show called Millennial Mayhem, where I would bring her like all the lingo. So um, I'm excited for this. Oh, good. Because we need I to know. I don't know TikTok, but I can do anything else. Okay, good. <laughs> do you really want to live vicariously through somebody who's dating? Yes. That sounds awful to me to have to go dating But you now. don't have to actually do it. You're living vicariously through her. It's I know. Just the thought of brutal. having to go out and date. It's really brutal. Oh, it we'll, sounds we'll get awful. Into it. Well, I want to know mostly about like, okay, here's my big question because we're staying in New York right now. You're 28, you mm-hmm, said, mm-hmm. Um, and you live in New York mm-hmm. and we're like staying in New York right now. Mm-hmm. And I can't even imagine at this point, like, do people still go out and meet in bars and stuff or is it all just online? Ugh, it's so difficult. So I live in Queens. And I will occasionally, you go out with friends and like, it's kind of rare that I meet new people. Like New York is that place where uh, it's so, it's like next best thing all the time. Like there's just so many people that you like, you have man ADD, like you're texting guys. There's a guy at the bar, but you don't know. He's talking to four other girls. It's just like an oversaturation. And I recently was like in a town in Long Island after a comedy show. And I walked outside and all these guys were like smoking or something. And they were like asking me all these questions. They were like, how, like, what do you do? Where are you from? And I'm like, New York City, they're, the guys are all just like trying to make money and like on to the next thing and we're busy, we're powerful. And I'm just like, everyone just, I haven't, basically I'm very single right now is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking, I'm not texting anyone. Well, that's good because we have a call in right now. Oh my okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> or sign to our DM. But right now the dating apps I'm on are Hinge. It's um a 
I like it because you could set the height. I like joke that like I'm like an athlete. I'm trying to make like a super athlete child. So I like like guys. <laughs> I'm like looking for six feet and up, but I can. I've dated shorter, whatever. All right. Well, this interview's over. So. <laughs> It's been a lot well, of fun. Well, you rejected my threesome earlier, so we're done. <laughs> Wait, we did an episode one time where we were talking about, like, things we would love each other to compliment. Like, I would love for him to, you know, like, say certain things about yeah. me that about my, you know, that I know are, like, completely not true. And I'm sort of like, <laughs> his ultimate would be, like, for me to tell him in bed how tall he is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, like, a weird obsession with tall dudes. Like, in college, I dated guys on the football team, like, 6'8". I've dated 6'6". Six, six. Six, I'm in, like, the, wow. like, over 6'5 realm where it's, like, when you hug them, you're head just hits their penis um <laughs> but like tall how guys, convenient for them yeah <laughs> but tall guys also i feel like they just they're tall and everyone assumes that they're um they have their shit together because they're tall and like they don't try as hard and i recently my whole like i tweet a lot and like one of my favorite tweets ever was do i like him or is he just tall <laughs> like and i have to reflect like i'll meet these dudes and like this last guy i was seeing it's so embarrassing i'm gonna tell it I've never really been broken up with. I've done the like mutual ghosting, but I've actually been in like several monogamous relationships since I was 20. So I had like four back-to-back relationships. And then recently I've been single and I'm doing like pretty well in my career right now. Like I have a TV show, I'm doing comedy, I have a podcast and like I feel very inspired and creative. And I meet this dude who lives at home with his parents in Connecticut though, but anyway. Um, <laughs> That so helps that it's a good It helps a little, but I had to find out, like, what neighborhood, but we're still not <laughs> sure. Um, but he lives at home. He doesn't have a job, but he, like, does comedy at night. And um, he's 6'6". Six, six. And um, I was like, I'm doing this man a literal favor. Like, I'll be your sugar mama. Let's hook up. Maybe there's something there. Maybe he'll get a good job one day, whatever. And, like, after two weeks, he broke up with me for, like, no reason. I think it was, like, I th- honestly think it's hard as a girl making some money now. I think that it can be hard for men. I felt like it was a little career type thing because nothing went wrong. Like, he couldn't last in bed, so it definitely wasn't, like, an issue with the sex. (laughs) Um, And then I was just, like, a dude with no job just broke up with me. And then I had to sit with that. I don't know. I just feel like... Also, since dating, now that I'm on this show, I'll be on Hinge and, like, guys will message me, like, hey, I I love your podcast or, like, hey, I love this. And it's kind of changed. I don't really want to date someone that's putting me on a pedestal. So it's like I don't want to go on dates with those guys. That'll change. Like, don't tell me. <laughs> don't yeah, well, like, don't tell. Don't treat me. Don't be like a fan. Mm-hmm. Like, don't tell me you know that I'm on TV. Or like when you go on the date, don't just ask me questions about reality TV the whole time. You're like dealing with famous girl problems now. Yeah, and I'm not even famous. Like everyone's famous. You're nowadays. borderline. I'm borderline, but You're it's famous. Like, it's like I don't want to have to deal with this shit. But then there's the like famous dating app called Raya. Yeah. That I'm on, which is like oh I know it. Fancy people. It's literally all just, like, skinny videographers and, like, artsy dudes. And, like, I want, like, a huge, massive, like, football player with CTE. So I'm waiting. Um, I just – the apps aren't working for me. Also, I'll go on dates. Think about it. You're in Queens. You message a couple guys based on just how they looked. And then you go into the city. You have to sit there. You realize early on you're not into it. And you do that, like, three times in a week. The time you wasted. And then you get a low. And then you delete all the apps. And then you, like, wait for, like, a month. And then you want attention. You re- you download them again. So it's called the spiral. It's a, just a spiral of, like... That's an actual thing? Yeah. Like, okay. I, everyone's like, oh, I deleted the apps again. Oh, And then, really? you know, like, in three weeks, she'll be back on. And, like... Do you delete the apps thinking Fuck that you're going to meet somebody in person? Or do you delete kind the apps of, like I'm done dating? It's kind of like I'm done dating. And if I meet someone, I meet someone. I'm at the point right now where like I'll do it for fun. But then guys message me. I just don't message them back. Like I just like their attention. Then I'm like, do I really want? 
do I really want to mess see this guy? And then I'll like look too deep into it. I'm like, he looks annoying. I don't like how he's smiling. His haircut's stupid. I like <laughs> talk myself out of everything. Oh, you're fine. Um, so I, I've recently thought of like a dating app that would actually work for me is if everyone just had to submit like a 30 second video of them talking to camera. Cause that would actually help me. Cause you don't know if you'd actually gravitate towards a person just from a photo. And you don't know how many of these like, good-looking guys are just brutal in person. Or, but if I heard them speak, I it's feel like, like the, I would know better. It's like those old dating services, those tapes. You'd go... Uh, yeah, the tapes. Remember? Right. Like, like from I the think, 80s and the 70s? Yes. That needs to be a thing, because right, I'm sick of these fucking dudes like looking hot, and then Maybe I meet up dating. with them, and they suck. Also, I would argue I'm, I have a specific personality. I think I'm... I'm I don't know. I'm not just like subservient and like looking for a guy to sweep me off my feet. Like I want a partner in crime and um, you want the full package. Yeah. And I just I, I, I feel like I'm I've decided to be single. Like I don't I'm very scared of settling down with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. And I've been in relationships for a while. I've dated a guy I met on Craigslist once. No. Yeah. His name's Craig. <laughs> Is, Is that for real? Yeah. I like I basically. OK, I'll give you guys my dating history. I dated a dude. A sexy saxophone player, jazz musician, when I was like 20 to 22 or 23. So in college, and then when I moved back to the city, we were like kind of living together with my parents. And then we broke up, because once we were like together, I was like, you need to grow up, I need to grow up. He moves out, I get on Craigslist, me and my friend move in with two guys. We thought they were like kind of gay, but then one of them turned out to be like hot and played tennis, and I love tennis. So me and Craig dated secretly for like six months, and then... Like we were, it was so hot. Like we're living together and we would pretend we like didn't like each other. It's like Monica and Chandler. Yes. And then at night I would like text them and he'd be like, come over. And like New York City, oh, it's amazing to just have to like go, go over the carpet and you're at a guy's place. Um, And then I would like in the morning go back to my bed and that was fun. But then after a year. (sighs) That's a long time of secret dating. We'd secret dated for like four or five months and then my roommate's. We, they were like we'd go out and get drunk and be like really flirty and they're like what are you guys doing and I was like I love him <laughs> <laughs> I love him um, and then I started dating a comedian in the city who actually was really inspiring for me I didn't know I wanted to want to do stand up but I was doing like writing and other comedy video stuff and his life was like fascinating to me but then that was like the worst breakup I've ever had because dating a comedian is tough and then I dated a large British man <laughs> who was great. He was actually on the reality TV show with me. Oh, is this? Um, wait, Dave. I know his name, I think, because you talked about him with Nikki Glaser. Oh, you guys. Wait, this is where I learned about Eskimo. Oh, Eskimo Sisters. That Eskimo was the comedian Sisters. I was talking oh, about. Oh, that was the comedian. I got it. I got okay. in big trouble for that. Do you know what? Oh, you did? Yeah, he blocked me. Oh. We don't talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> See, now you have to worry about like people blocking oh, you it's crazy. and stuff. And like, I, I didn't realize people like listen to me when I talk. And like, I didn't, I basically went on Nikki Glazer's podcast and there's like a YouTube video of it. And we were joking because we both hooked up with the same guy. And she okay, was so like, Eskimo Sisters. Eskimo Sisters. I can't tell you how many books that I purchased and they just sit around, sit on a bookshelf, sit on my dresser, never read them, never had the time. 
That's why I love Book Notes. Book Notes knows that we don't have enough time, money, or patience to read all the books that we've been wanting to. That's why they created short, easy-to-read, or listen-to summaries that help you learn, grow, and excel in your career. From nonfiction categories like finance, love, career, happiness, health, and so many more, to fiction and documentary series, every Book Notes summary highlights the key ideas of each title. The summaries take an average of just 10 to 20 minutes to consume, a quick and easy way to get a base understanding of a book before you buy it and dig right in. And the best part is you can either read it or listen to the audio file. Whether you're using book notes to learn about yourself, the world, or how to impress your friends, they have everything you need. Just tap a title and begin. Let them do all the work. Just open the app and pick a title. All the information from your favorite titles in a fraction of the time. I just found a title on Elon Musk. I cannot wait to download that one and listen to that one today. Go to the show notes of this episode to find our custom link for you to download book notes. Go there now to find the titles that you love for the fraction of the price and a fraction of your time. Book notes. Get smarter, faster. It took me about three years to finally convince myself that I needed to try CBD. For the past few years, I had a ton of people telling me that I should try it because I have such bad anxiety, I have a bad back, and I have really bad PMS symptoms. When I researched it, it was super overwhelming, the amount of companies that are out there, and I really took my time and waited because I honestly was hesitant about trying it. I finally found the company Feels, F-E-A-L-S, and I felt really comfortable with it. And what I love about Feels is that They use tinctures, which are the safest, most effective delivery system for CBD. When taken sublingually under the tongue, CBD is more rapidly and efficiently absorbed for maximum benefit. The effects last longer than they do from smoking or vaping and without the negative byproducts. Feels is grown with care and hand harvested by Colorado and Oregon farmers following organic farming practices. Their goal is to produce the purest end product available. Before Feels even reaches your hands, they test every batch produced with a third-party lab to ensure purity and consistency. Feels is making my days really a lot less anxious just by using their product. If you're nervous or aren't sure you're doing it right, Trying to figure out what amount is right for you, there's a free CBD hotline with real human support to help guide and make the most of your personal experience, and I have used that hotline quite a few times. Get feels delivered straight to your doorstep. Become a member and get 50% off your first order. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash M-N-M to become a member and get 50% off automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. So Eskimos is when you and someone else have had, like you and your friend have had sex with the same guy. Basically, Eskimo, it started with Eskimo brothers. That's what, like, having sex with the same uh, girl. So we made it Eskimo sisters because uh, we're feminists. <laughs> um, but yeah, now, like, I get, now that I'm in public, guys have went on dates with me and been like, are you going to talk about this in your podcast? And I'm like, no, you're boring. <laughs> so, like, and then this last guy, the one without a job, he was painfully shy. And I think he just couldn't handle, like, the public and I was like talking about it a lot because I thought it was hilarious. So I think I'm just going to find the right person ultimately who like isn't afraid of me being me. And um, that's the where I'm hoping for. Also, my mom and dad have like the cutest relationship. 
Right. So does that make you feel pressure like that you need to because you were saying before about how 28 is sort of this magic number after like I'm surprised that that still happens because people a lot more getting married in their early and mid 30s. So I'm I'm actually was surprised that you still feel that pressure. Right. Like, wouldn't you think that? Yeah, I would think 28 is like the prime of your life single time today. Especially in New York City. No, I think 28 is, but then something about the age 29 is like you're almost 30 and people start to lose it. And that's why I think it's hilarious. It's like college where they're like, you know, sophomore year, they're like, don't you don't have to know what you want to do. Like, do sociology, go abroad. And you like come back and you're like, ciao, Bella, I got an STD. And they're like, you need to know exactly what you're doing because you're <laughs> right. about to be in the workforce in a second. And you're like, what? I thought we were partying. I thought we were having fun. And I literally feel like that. But I think I also was such a monogamous and I always had a boyfriend that I was like, I'll have the right one by 29. And now I'm the most single I've ever been, but I think it's because I'm actually the most mentally healthy I've ever been. Oh, that's like, I always liked having a guy as like a trophy a trophy like to help my ego like look at this hot guy you have just solidified the fact that i have no interest in ever dating again because i don't know what the fuck you're talking about I, I can't even I can't even understand how to date anymore. I, I, oh, it is a fucking mess. Like, like, can't you just walk like go to a bar, see a girl at the bar, walk up to her and tell her, "Did it hurt when you fell from heaven?" Blah, blah, and then take buy her a drink. Guys don't come up. It's to that me. easy. Guys are scared. Is I that go up still to a guys. thing? Pickup lines? Is that? Do still people a do thing? that anymore? Not really. They make fun of it. I mean, if you well, do it makes whatever. sense. I mean, it is kind of yeah, like the cheesy thing to do. There was yeah. like all kinds of pickup lines when we but were But that younger. was the way to pick somebody up I because know. there was no phones. We didn't have, you know. Dude, right now, like at any time, everyone has people in their Instagram DMs, on their Hinge, on their Raya, on their Bumble, on their Tinder, in the text messages. Everyone is talking to so many people at the same time and it's like a nightmare. That's why I feel like I wanted to do a cleanse. And like I'm, (laughs) I also, I like talking to one person at a time. Like I like to give them my attention. But my thing is in the past, I think I've liked to project onto people. Like I'll meet a guy and I'll be like, He's tall, so he's probably also like a kind and funny and smart. And it's like, no, he's not. He's just tall. And then six months later, I'm like, you're literally just tall, and I hate the way you breathe in my direction. And then you're single again. So I'm trying to like not project onto people and take my time. And I think because I'm like getting really comfortable being single, hopefully I don't get too comfortable, but I think it, I'll, I won't force things with the wrong person, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So you feel, do you, but so you do feel pressure to get married. I've, it's funny because my brother's 26 and he lived that like he met a girl in college they lived together they just got engaged like that perfect love story and part of me is like I what's I don't have that many things wrong with me like I thought I would be on that too um but I'm like so crazy I never I always was like I'm gonna be career focused but it's never gonna affect like my love life but I'm at the point now like I wake up I do my podcast I um I have stuff for the show Summer House coming out. I do comedy stand-up every night. And, and then it's like, I, I kind of, when people are like, do you want to come hang out and drink? I don't really like drinking that much anymore. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you go out, it's all these, like, young, do I want to meet a guy who's 32 getting hammered at a bar on Saturday? Not really. I'm kind of over that life. And I'm living that, like, entrepreneur lifestyle, so I'm not, like, dealing with dudes that much. Mm-hmm. I think it's just more like I know I want a family and I like hope to have kids like early 30s. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have plenty of time. We have a bunch of friends that are in their 40s who just had kids. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll freeze my eggs probably. Yeah. Go for it. I think I just I think because my my mom found love so early and my grandma found love so early. I'm like, well, why? uh, 
am I not? Um, but it's like, I also have, I will never, ever, ever settle to just be with a dude. And I think I'm, I love breaking up with guys. It's my favorite <laughs> hobby. So what is, okay, so how, what is your breakup strategy? My breakup strategy is realize it, then like ponder it for like six months. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's like eating at you inside and you're like have really bad anxiety and then just like blurt it out at dinner and then but the key this is why I'm good at breakups once I do it it's hard to do it but then I go cold turkey and I love change like you know like your life you're like with this person it's like wah, 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 I'm sick of his shit you get out and then you're a new woman you have a new plate you can talk to anyone you want and then it's fun for about three months and then you're like oh I want my next boy toy. <laughs> but now I have to stop with the boy toys and like I also have a side to me though that like I love I'm I I'm not about the stereotypical life of like just like meeting a guy and being a wife like I want to be a powerhouse like I want to be like a huge successful comedian or or TV person or podcaster I just want to be like rich with a cigar and like hot dudes like grinding on me at the bar <laughs> like I really like I like you know guys look at that and be like I want that like I want that like I want like hot models around me all the time maybe like shut up don't talk to me you look hot take your shirt off like <laughs> I want that kind of disrespect and like that kind of like that's what I want you're heading in that direction <laughs> yeah I know. you're gonna do it I'm also, like, mean to dudes. Like, I just, like, objectify them, and I'm mean to them. Um, but I think the right guy will be able to handle it. Uh, do you think that being... <laughs> Wait, so, so why haven't you found the right guy yet? I'm still trying no, to figure that out. I have 45 minutes of stand-up material. I'm, if you guys are in L.A. or Texas, or I think I have stuff coming up in New Jersey, too, in New York. It's all about just, like, why I think I might be single. <laughs> but I don't know. Just hinting? Just, like, hinting of just... It's tons of shit the way I show affection, my love language, like it's just a lot. But I also think that everyone's laughing because it's relatable. And I think I'm not that different than anyone else. Totally. I think dating is, I mean, as much as I like to live vicariously and stuff, I also remember dating like, you know, you guys, a <laughs> hundred uh. years ago. And I know that it it's stressful and I, I don't want to go back and do it. There's like, I would like, like maybe, you know, to have to go back in time and yeah. be able to do it like maybe a little bit but, but then um, immediately be like go back <laughs> right get back to my life this is my favorite topic to talk about too dating yeah because so I'm also like I'm good at dates like I'm outgoing I don't really get nervous I'm great on interviews like first dates I'm awesome but it's like sometimes you're like was I just funny the whole time or did we hit it off <laughs> like, did I just make myself laugh the whole time I have this like terrible funny okay can i tell you guys a dating story that'll like please bring you in and to like what my life i'm is just like. i'm not gonna talk anymore during the podcast <laughs> i just want to hear because i'm loving the stories and i'm trying to figure this it all is, out oh my god this is like my worst dating story and i tell it um a lot so you guys might have heard it or you're gonna hear it again but it's great because i'm i can't tell red flags like i'm pretty bad at red flags with my friends i'm like he's a douche but if you're like tall i'm like i don't see red flags and i also adam's over there like shriveled in the corner like if she says tall one more fucking time no but like i've dated guys who are under six feet i wouldn't again but i did it i'm just kidding i i Appreciate i'm that. starting to be over these six these like crazy tall dudes because they hit their head all the time and they're dumb but i was i also don't like to call them dates i like to call them fart holding tests it's like the whole date, you're just trying not to fart. Do you remember like when you, do you even remember trying not to fart in front of each other? We don't fart in no. each other. No. Not on purpose. It's not allowed. 
Really? No. no, don't say it's not allowed. No, but that's romantic. <laughs> not farting that's, in front of yeah, each other. Like that's, that means you care. Right. I mean, I know, like, I remember when my sister, well, she's going to kill me for this. <laughs> but I remember my sister and her husband dating, and they, he used to do, like, that Dutch oven to her oh, all the time. Oh, God. Where you, like, fart and pull the covers over. <laughs> Adam God. would divorce me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he, See, would, I he would. Not okay. I would then fart worse than him and Dutch oven him and be like, now you have to live in it. No, Adam oh. can't even really say the word. <laughs> oh, my God. Adam's adorable. I'm not into it. I, listen, I'm a romantic. <laughs> no, but that, it keeps it alive. I once in a relationship, like, I think I was farting to sabotage it. What else do you guys want to talk about? <laughs> no, I literally was farting to sabotage it. At one point, like, the, it wasn't sex anymore. Because, like, the farts were always going. Like, who's trying to have sex? You were farting during sex? I've done it during sex. Well, I mean, I, I know, like, but not on purpose. No. Okay. No. But also... I farted once on a guy going down on me accidentally. Oh he like couldn't get a boner for a year. Um, so that's real. It's what millennials are into. <laughs> millennials are very into butt stuff too. Uh huh. But anyway, this I'm getting distracted. So I went on this this guy on Hinge. He said it was like six seven. He used to play for the Giants, so his head was mush. And he, we messaged back and forth, and very quickly he was like, "Hey, it's football Sunday. Come to a bar and watch football with me." So that was a red flag. Because if you ha- if a guy like too quickly is like come it's like what uh, he's clearly just like trying to have sex or like I don't know like get, have a little back and forth with me to see who you're dealing with but he was just like come and I was like you're six seven so I'll come <laughs> so we get to this bar and it was like kind of quiet like I thought it was kind of weird but then I was like I he loves me and he probably reserved this for me but like we get there we sit down he's like talking about like. His family has a house in Sacaponic with two tennis courts. And, like, he was just kind of being annoying. But he was hot. And it was kind of a boring conversation. But you're just kind of in it. And he's cool because he played sports. We were talking about sports a little. And then he was, he also was, would, like, laugh a little too long. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. intimacy is when two people laugh at the same time. And, like, he'd still be laughing. And I'd be like, do I start a new laugh? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what do we do here? And then he asked me, do you party? And okay. like, I am not fr- like, I was an athlete my whole life. Like, I don't, I was like, I'm known to get drunk in hot tubs sometimes in the Hamptons and summer house. But I, I mean, I drink a little, but I'm not like, I don't do drugs really. And he was like, oh, I used to party a lot, but now I'm, I'm pretty clean. I was like, cool. And this is like a guy that like your parents would be like, he's a great, he's like, he has a great job. He used to play professional football. He's handsome. This is like on paper. Good. So I was like, let's go to another bar. Because when a bar's uh, date's going well, my friend is a bartender, and I'll bring them there for her to make the decision for me if he's hot or not. Just No, but like, it's like fun. She'll get us free drinks and stuff. And he goes, wait, um, let's stop by my place because I have to charge my jewel. And I'm like, what? Oh, so I went. <laughs> and he's, um, of course, his apartment is literally right next door to the bar. Like, this is just what these dudes do. So I'm like, whatever. I go upstairs. I have this whole, he has exposed brick in his apartment, and I love exposed brick. I'm like, if you have exposed brick, I'll have sex with you. I don't care. Um, <laughs> I, like, love, I love your thing like that. Because I know, I get the exposed brick Oh, my God. Thing. It's like, oh, yeah. What's yes. so good about I'm looking brick. at it. Look at all. Uh, it's are hot. you getting turned on right it's now? Just, yeah. There's a, right now, there's exposed brick like all around Like, if you go to us. a guy's apartment, he's exposed brick. It's like, Mm-mm-mm. maybe it's because I'm from Brooklyn. I don't know. But he then, like, starts kissing me. And, like, it wasn't even, like, an awkward eye contact or, like, anything romantic like Adam knows about. It was just, like, kissing. I didn't really like his pheromones. Like, you know, you just don't like how the person smells. These are things that you guys don't even fucking remember. It's just some people, no matter how hot they are, they just, you don't like how they taste or smell. It's not like, anyway, 
But he picked me up, which I love, because I love a dainty, like, King Kong moment. And he tossed me on the couch. <laughs> and he, like, kind of kisses me a little. And he pulls my shirt up. And he goes, hold on one second. And he walks away. He comes back, lowers his head, and snorts a line <laughs> of cocaine no. off my boob. <gasps> now, this is Sunday at 8 p.m. Yeah. This is Shark Tank watching time. This is, like, honestly, Mr. Wonderful, like, shit on a 12-year-old's granola recipe. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, like, no, thank you. But, like, I'm still, like, enjoying it, but I'm like, no, 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 that's okay. And he's like, oh, sorry. And it's like, I'm clearly, really, this guy just wanted a girl to have sex with and to snort cocaine off of, oh to, like, live God. his glory days as an mm-hmm. NFL guy. And, like, I'm sorry, like, I've dated football dudes. I'm not, like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, it's actually kind of, like, boring, and you're stupid. And... I guess a lot of girls are just down for whatever, but like I wasn't. And then he was like, can I show you something? And I was like, sure. You said sure, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just kept asking for more. I got I was it. Like, yeah, yeah. You're six, seven, whatever. Yeah. So six, seven. he shows me his closet and he shows me a box. He pulls out a box of like handcuffs, whips, chains, like, and he's like, this is the stuff I'm into. And I was like, I need to go. <laughs> and I literally was like, okay, bye. I have to go. And I left. And I was like, I hope he doesn't text me again. Because also, like, nowadays, people have your number. They have your Instagram. And I'm like, I'm over this dude. He texts me in the morning at 8 a.m. while I'm at work a link to a porn website. Oh, my God. And I'm like, this dude doesn't know the right time for anything. <laughs> and I don't respond. I quickly delete it. And then 10 minutes later, he goes, sorry, wrong number. Oh, because he knew that you were not into it. So he I made... I guess. Yeah. But still, I'm like, this is... So that's what dating in New York City is like. Uh-huh. That's like the best story I could think of. Well, I of. have to say, when they, he calls you and says you want to meet up for football, like, is there a part of you that's like, take me on a proper date? Like, if someone's going to text you and... I mean, don't you sort of... Or call you. I don't know. Is anybody even calling It was over, even? like, the messaging on Hinge. And he was just like, oh, let's go to this bar and we'll watch him football. And sometimes you like that because you don't know the person yet. If it sucks, you could just leave. Um, and it ended up... It's. I think that sounds like a good idea because it's you know you're in like a public situation. It's loud. Yeah. It's not like an intimate setting where you have to like. And we were like sitting down over drinks. So we basically got a drink, and like on football Sunday, it's that was the least of the issues of that. Right. Story. I love that that's one thing she's right. on, and she's right. like, "Why a football bar?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Listen, if he at least taken you to a nice restaurant and then snorted coke off your boob, that would have been different." <laughs> but like, people are crazy, and also like these hot dudes. A lot of them suck. A lot of them are narcissists. A lot of, the, a lot of the, like, the really rich ones, the ones with family money. I've been through it all. They're terrible. A lot of them are terrible. Mm-hmm. And everything you know as a kid of like finding the alpha guy or like finding the rich guy, it's all like wrong. It's finding the guy that's right for you. So now I feel like I'm just like searching for a snowflake in a snowstorm, to be honest. <laughs> This just well, you dark. should be looking for an, a, a nice guy who's five eight. Yeah, and you yeah, know, you th- that's a good. Maybe, uh, maybe that's the whole thing. Yeah, maybe the tall is not for you. I'm just like very strong, and I want to feel like I can't beat the shit out of him. No, but you, like maybe. if Adam and I fought, I feel like I could take you. Um, <laughs> let's not let's not get crazy here, okay? <laughs> we just start fighting, and I'm just. Gonna I'll prove you wrong if you're down. You're I mean. probably. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com 
pretty sturdy and probably pretty quick. Should yeah. we do a quick arm wrestle? <laughs> thumb wrestle? I think more a thumb wrestle. <laughs> I have a little nubby thumb. But anyway, it's but it's true. I have to like open my my ideas of who I'm gonna see. But the show, being on a reality show, has only hindered my dating. Bush is a company that is dedicated to empowering women to take charge of our pleasure and not be afraid to discuss the importance of making our own pleasure a priority. There is absolutely no reason nowadays that orgasms shouldn't be a given, even as part of our regular routine if we want. Sex toys are an incredible way to add to the physical satisfaction we get both during self-pleasure and intimacy with our partner. The Vush Empress uses enhanced vacuum technology to gently suck and caress your clitoris without even touching it. This quiet, next-generation vibrator is a perfect for solo or couple play. The sex toy has unique, silent design to add privacy to your experience and is completely waterproof for easy cleaning. The Empress vibrator is a powerhouse of pleasure and will provide a one-of-a-kind orgasm after sucking the clitoris for a sensual buildup. Experience eight levels of lust while you gently build yourself into a climax it's time we all feel empowered enough to make our pleasure a priority to talk about it explore and understand that the more we open up and are honest about things like self-pleasure the less taboo taboo they will become i love vush for helping to open up this conversation and how they make women's pleasure their absolute top priority visit vushstimulation.com and put in promo code m-a-m Six five to get sixty five percent off your purchase of the Empress. That's their biggest discount ever. That's Vush V U S H Stimulation dot com promo code M A M sixty five for sixty five percent off your purchase of the Empress. As a mom with three kids, I'm always trying to figure out steps I can take to make my life easier, and that's why I love Lola. It's a female-owned feminine care brand of products free from toxins, dyes, and synthetic fibers. With two of us girls in the house, I'm constantly running to the store at the last minute because one of us has unexpectedly gotten our period, but not anymore. Lola makes your month a little bit easier. Their subscription is fully customizable, and you can choose your mix of products, mix of absorbency, number of boxes, and frequency of delivery. Lola's subscription is super flexible, and you can change, skip, or cancel your subscription at any time. They also now offer cleansing wipes that are safe to use anywhere on the body, and I absolutely love them. They're the first biodegradable, all-natural wipe of their kind, perfect for a midday refresh. They're individually packaged and perfect for on-the-go. So, it's never been easier to try Lola. Get 30% off your first month subscription when you visit mylola.com and enter MNM30 when you subscribe. That's mylola, M-Y-L-O-L-A dot com, MNM30 when you subscribe to get 30% off your first month subscription. Well, I was going to say there's part of it that's also sort of like you're rocking it because your, your podcast is awesome. Your stand up you. is awesome. I love watching you on YouTube and everything. I love the interviews you do. I'm so excited to have Thank you on this you. podcast. Um, you were a pro tennis player for yeah. a little while. Yeah. And you're on this reality show. But is there a part of you that's like, wait a minute. Okay, reality show, mm-hmm. um, stand up comedy and everything. Like these are all out- awesome outlets creatively, mm-hmm. but also really hard places to meet 
like future oh my God. partners. Yeah, you're so, so right. Right? So it's sort of like it's hard because on the one hand, you're doing all these, you love all these things. But on the other hand, it's like those are all really hard all places summer, to. All summer, I'm filming a TV show. Right. So like when other people are like meeting people on the weekends, I'm filming a show where I could meet someone, but it definitely is. I, if I'm like walking up to a guy at a bar and there's lights and cameras around me, they fucking run. These dudes have run, run away from me, um, which makes sense. And then during the week, I'm exhausted or do like catching up on work and doing more filming. Um, and then if you start seeing me like before summer, I have to preface it by saying, hey, if we start dating like you're probably gonna be on a tv show <laughs> right and a lot of these like finance dudes in new york are like i can't do that for my job and i'm right. like you don't even love me <laughs> um so it's complicated but i kind of would i've had a really bad relationship before where it's been like not good for my mental health and i think that's what finally gave me the freedom to be like i don't need a dude unless he's really right for me because i would rather be single a bazillion times over than with the wrong person and you're yeah, totally I mean that makes so much sense we were interviewing my parents I was saying mm-hmm. um it'll probably have aired by the time we air um this and I was asking them about like you know one thing is they were dating in what the 50 late 50s they started dating I guess when like literally mm-hmm. the, the only people you had to date were like within a five mile <laughs> radius of you right there were like 150 people to choose from and yeah. everybody was almost probably like incestuous that everybody you know there's there's not that much I mean, there's a reason i went to university of wisconsin and all my friends are married there but it's because like they're in wisconsin they have their town it's too cold to go anywhere too cold <laughs> you gotta have warmth with another person <laughs> right and you it's so true even like when i went to long island these guys were talking to me after the show i was like oh this is a small town i'm a new girl in this town and they're talking to me and like listening to me and it's New York City. And now there's hard. just too like now there's just too many options. It's hard for me though because I'm from Brooklyn. This is my home. Mm-hmm. This is my like family. So it's crazy when people are like, "Oh, it's impossible to date in New York City." I'm like, "But that's where all my family's dated for years. That's where my nan and papa met in Brooklyn at some church dance or whatever they were doing." Um, so like, I still have faith, but it's you're right. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so let's go back to we said that so you went to wisconsin mm-hmm. and then you left wisconsin to become like a, a tennis player i so bef- it's actually when i was 14 years old i left new york to play at a tennis academy in florida where i started to like play some tournaments professionally and then play internationally and then i i decided to go back to new york city and i played um I was just playing more tournaments and decided instead of going pro, I want to go to Wisconsin. And then after Wisconsin, I played for four years. It was great. It was crazy. It was wild. I was I had to make a decision of do I want to like continue and go on the pro tour again or do I want to see what else there is? And ultimately, tennis was my life since I was like eight years old. Like I had a coach since I was eight years old. Were you always during that time, like, were you always really funny? Were you always, were you the class clown in school? Because comedy comes so easily to you. And that's something that people work on for years and years usually. I was always really goofy. And I would say I have a very funny family. Also, like, you know, coming from New Jersey and like, everyone's funny like growing up like everyone was funny we just shit on each other and joke and self-deprecating yeah and also from like (laughs) i'm i'm half italian then half like russian austrian polish jewish like i come from immigrants of trauma and all we do is try and make each other laugh to cope with it like it's in my Uh genes um my nan is hysterical my dad i think is one of the funniest people i've ever met so like i come from a place of laughter 
And tennis, I do think, subdued a little bit of my creativity. Because I was always a class clown. I loved to draw. I loved to paint. I loved to act. But then tennis kind of subdued it all. And I still was always funny. But it was definitely, like, just about hitting balls for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why I've been in such, like, a fun place now where I finally was, like, just because you're good at something doesn't mean it's going to bring you that ultimate, like, joy and sometimes something's just meant for a certain time in your life. And it took a while for me to accept that because I was like, why did I play tennis for so long if it wasn't going to make me happy? But I had to admit, this doesn't make you happy. I don't want to travel around the world and lose money because tennis, you don't just join a team. It's like basketball where you just, after college, you get drafted. Tennis, it's an entrepreneurial sport. You have to pay your own way. You only get paid when you want. Imagine if the Knicks only got paid when they won. Hmm. So <laughs> I, know I, looked at you like that. I, I know I had no idea Wait. that tennis was like that. Yeah, yeah, tennis is like you have to get your own coach. You have to pay for everything. So I just like wasn't in a good headspace to do that. And I was like, I want to see what else I can do. And right, it, and then you started with Betches, right? Didn't I you? Actually, my first. If anybody job, b- follows Betches, B E T C H E S, or mm-hmm. like Drunk Betch, and mm-hmm. I mean every time, anytime they repost my stuff, I'm like, yes. Oh yeah, your stuff is so fucking funny. Oh, I like thank to. You. I, like, I just remembered that I want to tell you that. Oh, Do you tweet all that stuff? You know, I, I, we always, like, I'm so bad at Twitter. I hate mm. Twitter. The only time I ever tweet is when I'm, like, too lazy to make a meme. Yeah. yeah <laughs> so yeah. I just tweet but it so I don't have to make a meme. So funny. Thank you. It's Thank so you. good. I, yeah, I've seen it all over the place. But, yeah, actually, my first job out of college was cold calling in sales. Ah. And now that we're, I'm, this is therapy for me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I'm realizing I've always just been, like, a lone ranger like tennis is a very lonely sport sales cold calling is a lonely sport stand-up comedy is a lonely thing sales cold calling will crush your ego oh my dad was like if you could do this you could do anything <laughs> like he and i kind of was on that like tennis um masochistic thing where it's like just keep working hard and you could do it and then i after I, f- I was doing well but i felt like i was just like taking all the time and i still wanted to create so i quit that did marketing which was worse because it was just really boring even though I thought I'd be more creative it wasn't and then I quit my job and was like I just manifested that I want to do video I just was like I want to do video and two years later I'm on a reality tv show doing stand-up at the podcast which is I just like to say that not to be like oh look what I did because manifestation is like real like as if if you focus on something you want to do you start hearing about it seeing about it talk to people about it and um I got a freelance job at Betches, like getting paid nothing, making videos. And fast forward a year and a half, I was like the video producer person with a team of five people. We're making funny videos every week. And I was doing, it was really like comedy boot camp. I would write like 80 memes a week when I first started. Wow. Like just writing memes, writing tweets, writing memes. And then um, Summer House happened and I got fired from Betches. Oh, okay. It wasn't like, the reason but I got fired and then I started the podcast and now I'm here and I'm I don't have a boss so I'm happy all right so talk to me because I'm 42 and Adam is also 42 explain summer house to us because Mm -hmm. um you know we're old so (laughs) summer house do you guys remember Jersey Shore yeah well we live right around the corner from them oh gosh so yes it's People like to say it like it's like a classier Jersey Shore, but it's basically... I actually never saw it, so I don't Jersey know. Jersey Shore? Yeah, never saw it. Oh my God, it. it was iconic. But it's different from Jersey Shore because it's 
people who live in the city who work. So what I loved about this is that they show our jobs. Like this season they show, you see last season, we just think of the idea of the podcast and we like start it. Um, so they follow our jobs and all us working during the week and then they follow us in the city. What you like to do is go to the Hamptons on the weekend if you have like a share house. So we have a share house of eight people and we all do our things during the the week and they film it and then we go out to the Hamptons and we fight, we fuck, we whatever we do and it's just craziness and we really are like a family. Um, the the people who started it like met on the LARR like it's a very like authentic story of like real friends and then like they've been moving the cast around but now we have like eight people that we have a lot of history and it's a lot of really strong personalities so you're just watching kind of that New York City lifestyle of during the summer, working hard during the week, and then having fun on the weekends. Wow. Lots of drama, and it's a lot of fun. And this season, Summer House, starts February 5th, around the corner. About what season is it? It's the fourth season. Okay. I came in the third season. Um, so if you guys, you can start in the third season. You can kind of start wherever you want. But season four is going to be really really fun on bravo tv so what did you audition for that no i actually it was very organic like someone in the group threw my name around it's from betches actually that i met them because they'd come in for interviews and then we'd like see each other around town and also i grew up going to long island all the time like i but i'd play tennis like i would like be in the city all week and then i'd go to long island in the hamptons i have a my family has a place in shelter island where i'd play tennis and like nap and like hang out with my grandpa so like I kinda, god that sounds ama- it's amazing minus the tennis it sounds just the napping sounds yeah. really good oh, I, I want to be in the Hamptons and nap basically yeah. so I they the fact that my normal lifestyle was what the show is they really like that and also I was but I didn't live that party lifestyle so the hardest part about the show is like keeping up partying because I'm not a natural party person do you ever have to call your parents and like brace them for what's going to happen on the show I I will it's yeah yeah, I do. But they're kind of, they're great because they just want me to be happy. Like, we were really close. Like, my dad was my coach. My mom was very, very involved. And we've been through so much together, ups and downs. So when I was like, hey, I want to do a reality show in the Hamptons, my mom was like, is it going to make you happy? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, go do it. Oh, and they're like my cool. number one supporters. They listen to all my podcasts. They watch. My dad watched, like, a scene where, like, I was, like, making out with some guy. And he's just, like, making fun of me during it. Like, we're we- we're all just best friends. And, um, like, we talk about <laughs> sex and stuff. It's honest. They're, like, my best friends. The one thing I'm very lucky about is even though I am very single, my parents live in Queens. Um, they live in Long Island City. I live in Court Square. So I have dinner with them at least once a week. And I'm very close with my family. And I think that helps me, like, be single and be, not feel lonely. Yeah, that's awesome. It probably keeps you, like, grounded, too. A hundred, oh, 100%. Sometimes you just, even when my anxiety is just getting bad, I just need to, like, get dinner with my parents and be told, like, Everything's okay, right? Like, everything's good. And it really helps me, like, stay balanced. That's awesome. Yeah. So how do you get all your material for your stand-up? Oh, my God, great question. I've gotten a lot of my material from my tweets that I've been doing for years. Like, when I first was like, I need to write, I was like, wait, I've been writing for three years. And I literally just scrolled through my Twitter, took some of them that I thought would be really good, like, buttons, which is, like, the end of a joke, or took some that I'm like, this isn't a joke, but the concept is really funny, or took something that I'm like, I can add that into a story. So, like, I've already had a lot of content. And then most recently, because I'm working on 
getting like 50 minutes. I have like 40 and I'm starting to headline around. But like I went to LA and like I had a funny incident in an Uber where like I farted. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> um, and it was like really funny because it like affected my dad's Uber rating and he got all mad. No so way, like, really? Yeah. So like I I just like that I went to LA a couple weeks ago and that happened. And the next thing you know, I'm doing it in front of a crowd of 300 people. My mom was like, it's so cool to see how like something stupid happened. And your brain was like, this is content. Yeah. But that's. The hardest part is that, like, I'm never not working, really, but, like, I love what I do. But then people bitch at me, like, why are you not, why are you still in bed at 10.30 or, like, 11 or 12 what, or 1? <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I was out till midnight doing comedy. I know I'm going to be out till midnight again. Also, like, ev- the hard part about millennials is our personal and our professional is very, like, meshed into one Mm -hmm. so you have to find time to be like okay no phone for a couple hours or like right no i'm not gonna socialize because i'm fucking tired but that's also why you can be single too because sometimes i'm like i'm exhausted i don't want to deal with douchebags well it's so interesting because even walking around here where we are podcasting and everything like there's like a bar back there and everything but this is like people's workspace i mean so how do you you know like i know a lot of these startup places and everything yeah you know they have table yeah there's like beer on tap all day long i mean it's like literally i mean it sounds like the dream Mm -hmm. no it sounds amazing actually (laughs) is there a space here that we can start podcasting (laughs) but it's sort of like how do you separate you know it's hard because all these millennial companies too they'll be like unlimited vacation days which is kind of code for no vacation days because you always feel guilty if you right. take one. But if you know, like, okay, I have 10 vacation days, then you're like, bye, boss, 10 days done. But when it's unlimited, if you're like, I'm taking 10 days, they're like, okay. So it's, I've been in those situations where you just have to learn boundaries with yourself. And it's really hard. Yeah, it's especially hard. I mean, I was just saying to Adam also, because he's like, quote unquote, off from work this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. And so um, I was like, maybe Friday I'll take off too, which basically means I have to hide my phone. Because my whole life is yeah. like yeah. So when you t- what's the first thing you do when you wake up in the middle of the night or in the morning oh or something? God. What is the first thing that you the do? The first thing I do is check Instagram or right. email. Right. Those are the two. Text. I'm like I'll deal with this fucking people later. But Instagram and email is my job. Mm-hmm. Need to make sure it's still there. <laughs> right. Um, and the e- emails too. It's just I'm so easily accessible. In a, no one's been more accessible at a time by so many people. So it's it can get honestly the hardest part of starting the show is like the amount of people that would reach out just like for things, like can you do this? Can you post this? Can you show up at this? And it's like, holy crap! I started to get and I'm a yes person. I started to realize I have to say no to some people in my life mm-hmm. um, for my own sanity. Yeah, it's hard. I know. And you start realizing like who who just wants you to tag them in an Insta story versus like who actually wants to spend time with you. Mm. Yeah. Are your, are your friends now like pretty much the same friends that you grew up with? Or? No. No. Well, I'm different because growing up in Brooklyn is weird. Like I went to, I went to three different high schools. I was bopping around with tennis. So like I didn't have that core group that I've been with forever. And like I had a good friend group at the end of high school, but like, I went to Wisconsin, and then all my friends in Wisconsin went to Chicago, like, after college, if they lived there. And I went back to New York, and then I created kind of a new friend group for my job, and I left that job. And, like, honestly, my friends now are, like, summer house and comedy. Mm -hmm. The comedy community has really been incredible. Like, I found my, like, fellow weirdos. and But it, it is competitive, and there is a little, like, you know, that angle to it. And summer house is competitive, too. Mm-hmm. So, like, 
I've I've actually made some great friends, but none of them are like long-term friends. But I think um, I don't think time. I think there's a lot of people who stay with shitty people for a long time just because you've known them since kindergarten. And I kind of like don't have tolerance for that stuff. And like I only have time people in my life who are like with me in the right now, and we're on the same page right now. All right, Unless so it sounds like you're growing up. Because that's what Danielle says all the time. <laughs> the older, no, the older she gets, the less she has time for people that just don't, you know, I don't want to say mean anything or as much to her, but she Peripheral likes to, friends. she surrounds herself with the people that matter the most. I have a very tight knit group of people who I like talk openly to about stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Paige is a girl who I met before Summer House, but we really got close on Summer House. A girl in this freaking reality show. She's my best friend. So it's cool to have people because this industry's crazy. Yeah. There's crazy people in this industry. I don't think I could date one in the industry, but like I've met some really good friends in it who could like help you during the crazy ride. Right. Okay. So if you were to put in your ideal person into Hinge or Tinder, I don't even know like what the, I don't know, (laughs) like all I keep thinking to myself is like the, the, the closest I can get to, to relating to you is Airbnb. Like going on and like you you can click your search options of like how many bedrooms do you want? Like that's literally the only way that I can. But you guys should for fun download a profile of you two together looking for a looking for a third. Isn't that like for a unicorn? There's there's shit out there. I don't know it because I'm alone. But yeah. But I think there are sites where you can like either look for a unicorn or be a unicorn. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We heard about all those. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, let's get off this. <laughs> um, my ideal person, um, it's bad. The first thing I thought of was six four, and then I was like, I would like them to like have played like high school or college sports because I think that we'd connect in a certain way. Like I don't want to be more athletic than the dude. I want to be able to, like play tennis or golf with him. He doesn't be great at tennis, but like golf would be nice. I like playing golf. I'm like weird country club, um, but then also I'm like in a studio in Queens. But um, <laughs> I want it. I want someone who's just like has a really really kind heart really empathetic really good at listening because i talk a lot and has a sense of humor about life and is driven but not like crazy driven where it's just all about his job all the time because like i'm crazy driven and i can find time to like love someone so that's kind of what i'm looking for all right, give us a few do I really like him's. Oh, my God. Okay, I have a time. Do I really like him, or does he just wear his hat backwards? <laughs> do I really like him, or does he just have a scruffy beard? Do I really like him, or did he just laugh at one of my jokes? Do I really like him, or am I just dehydrated? <laughs> <laughs> do I really like him, or is he six, just 6'5"? Six I have this terrible thing where, like, the amount of inches a guy is above six feet is the amount of months I'll stay with him after discovering he's a trash human being. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, those are just a couple. <laughs> I love it. All right. I oh, I have one more. Do yeah. I really like him or am I just repeating my childhood um, trauma patterns? <laughs> <laughs> It's a little dark, but all right. I I took yours and I I changed it a little bit for marriage and martinis. Oh my god! And I re- I did um for marriage. I did um. Do I really want to kill you or <laughs> <laughs> or do I do I just need to do the laundry? Or something? Right, so I did. Do I really want to kill you or did you just tell me to stop overreacting and calm down? I love that. <laughs> so good. Do I really want to kill you or uh, did you just comment that I ate six Oreos and you thought I was on a diet? <laughs> 
I am on a diet. I want to eat 12. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did I, re- did I, uh, do I really want to kill you or did you just sleep through the night with our baby screaming his head off for the past four hours? <laughs> that is so good. You have to post those. I love them so much. That's my, uh, those are were inspired by Hannah Burner. Oh, your wordsmith. <laughs> That's you pretending to be a millennial. Trying That's to keep me up with trying the to be a millennial. Yeah. And yeah, but except I have to like, you know, post we're more it as- similar than different. Oh man, I know. Do people still, here's my question. We used to say all the time when we were like dating and stuff, like you hook up. Is that still a thing? Is that the lingo? What's the, what's the current yeah. lingo? Hook up though. I realize as you get older means sex. Okay. Like we hooked up means sex. But then, because we wouldn't say that, you would say no. hook up for anything, kissing. Yeah, yeah if you say hook like, up, yeah. it means sex. Okay. Um, in college, it wasn't so much because you'd be like, "When did you stay up that job?" But now, like as adults, so I'm 28. If I say we hooked up, it means you had sex. But a lot of time, it's like, "Oh, we're talking." There's okay, okay. <laughs> it starts with talking. We're talking. We're seeing each other. Means like talking is like we're texting. Seeing each other means like you're going on dates. Dating means like you're exclusive um like we're dating and then hooking up means we're hooking up means you're just having sex with him all the time wait all right, wait so what is first like we what's first base <laughs> first base is we're talking first base is we're talking is there yeah. still bases what's second base second oh well first base second base there's it's still, it's the, still the same thing. yeah okay but no one like talks about it like that right i know but i'm trying to i'm trying to d- Do compare it yeah yeah you know in, talking, in our way talking uh, so first base was kissing now first base is anal. Right, exactly. That's oh, what I was trying yeah. to get out of you. Oh yeah, first base now. <laughs> like is, first base was kissing for us. Yeah. I, well, yeah, kissing is first base. Second base is boobs. Yeah. Yes. Third base is like touching. Penis, yeah. And yeah. Then home is orgies. Sex. <laughs> orgies. <laughs> orgies. <laughs> but just, now there's just you involved. and like a bunch of tall guys. Oh my god, my dream. But it is. <laughs> But is involved. I haven't like delved into it too much, but it's very like old. Very common. It's very common because like but I don't, play. that's not common so for it, not even like anal. More like licking and like a oh. little touching, a little blowing. Oh my god, whatever. Adam wishes he was a millennial. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes like try that instead of anal, and you might like that. Yeah, we, we've we've done we've been we've there. Done it all. Yeah, she's like Hannah. <laughs> he lo- he just like I don't know. Yeah, what is it with it. guys and butts? I never understood it because it's like I fart all day from that. Drink. All right, <laughs> you and I can never date. <laughs> this is why you want to have a threesome with us because I'll be like, wait a second, let me get my farts out before we begin. Oh my god, that's is that awesome. are all millennials like that? Do no, you guys all? Uh, it's more it's, it's me. It's my a brand. little more open, right? It's definitely more open. I think that's why like like would you would you happening. poop with your boyfriend in the bathroom with you? No. Okay. Would you close the door or keep the door open? Close the door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we have to leave the house. That's so not true. Go, somebody takes a Let dog me tell you though, walk. man, these new hotels. Oh, like I, you literally like you have to send the other person downstairs. You have to be like, I have to go to the bath. Can you go downstairs? So, like, will you here say I am it? trying to have will like you romantic. Say I have to poop. No, I would. I would probably like. I would probably go downstairs and poop rather than like stay in the room and poop. Yeah, I mean this is like that's a romantic honestly, getaway. That's adorable. <laughs> I recently went to D.C. for a comedy show and I brought one of my like close comedy guy friends and like, but he's like cool. He's single. Like I don't think we date, but like he's like whatever. And one of my girlfriends and we get to the hotel and I'm immediately like had to poop, but like I could poop fast. I poop, but it was smelled so terrible. <laughs> It smelled so bad. And then I walked out and I just was like, 
if anyone goes in there in the next 30 minutes, they're going to die. <laughs> and of course, the dude he immediately in. walked oh, in and he worst. was just like, Hannah. And I was like, sorry. And I just had to like own it. Mm-hmm. And it sucked. But like, part of me was like, whatever. I'd rather do that with a little like, mm, I'm not trying to have sex with the guy. But ugh, I've done that thing where like my parents were dropping me off. We were coming back from Long Island to see my boyfriend in Queens. And I was having like bad stomach issues. I'm um, sorry. You might want to leave the room with this. But <laughs> no, but I made them stop at a Starbucks before we got there for me to like do my thing oh, so you didn't have to do it in so i didn't have to like stink lose up the it. place yeah exactly mm-hmm. so anyway i still have but i i just think it's empowering to like own it and talk about it but i'm not trying to fart in front of you like i'm not trying to. i appreciate that <laughs> thank you yeah. she didn't mean you oh, oh i thought you meant me <laughs> directly general you i farted like four times already today <laughs> in this podcast. and it smelled fine in here the whole time I so know, thank you <laughs> your diet must be really good you must be eating a lot of greens <laughs> No, All right, so trying. tell everybody where they can find you. Your podcast yes. is hilarious. We were just on it. Yes, you guys have to listen to these guys. It was an incredible episode on Burning in Hell, B-E-R-N-I-N-G in Hell. Oh, my God, it was so funny. I'm dying. And then follow me on Instagram at beingburns, B-E-I-N-G-B-E-R-N-Z. And then Summer House airs February 5th on Bravo. If you've never watched it, start watching it. It's really good. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Thank you you're for so, having me. You're so funny. We want to come and see you do stand-up next time. Oh, 100%. I actually have a show tonight, but it's sold out. Oh, bummer. But I'll oh, be wow. around. I'll be around. Okay. I thought you'd be able to like do something for us. I know. No, it's, no, it's, it's all right. No, there's like a fire hazard or something. <laughs> it's Honestly, I have to digest everything say. you just said <laughs> in this interview. I'm not prepared two weeks. <laughs> to go see you yet. I need, I need to understand everything that happened today. This is and why then, I'm single. The man in the room literally like has to go to a retreat to calm down. I have never been happened. so quiet in front of another woman in my life. <laughs> Not understood. I now I thought I was grasping women. That's just all been thrown out the window. Just stay with your wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? <laughs> See how dangerous it is out there, babe? I know. You're so safe with me. You couldn't you handle it. No farting. <laughs> It is I go downstairs to poop. Oh my God, it's a beautiful was... situation. Let's, can we go back to the suburbs, please? Like now. <laughs> he's like, get me out of this dirty, greasy place. <laughs> oh, man. He's like, and he's also probably like, oh, I'm going to go buy some stilts now. <laughs> no, you're just fine. You're fine. Oh, I appreciate it. I love that. your height. I'd, listen, I first of all, nobody can see me. <laughs> Fuck all you. No, I'm serious. I. <laughs> I think you need five to calm down okay. about the height okay. thing. I'm also yeah, like, really I do. think the height thing is holding I'm you like back. I'm like 5'10 with heels, though. I'm 5'7. Five, I'm five, okay, but like, but, but I think that a shorter women, a shorter men, taller women is like, it's totally fine now. Yeah, it's fine. I think there was a time when it was maybe taboo. Yeah. But think about, you know, I mean, there was like Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise. And, and he's shorter than me, by the way. You could put him in your pocket. I was going to say, little, like, that's really well, the only one I can think of. Please like don't backpack. say you're going to put him in a fucking pocket. <laughs> Like a keychain. <laughs> I'm trying to think who else. Wait, taller and shorter. Who else? Ta- uh, what? I who, what are the other couples with a taller woman and a shorter man? I have no there idea. There are a ton, I feel Everyone like. The WNBA? Oh, maybe, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> you mean? All right. Well, I, I think well, you should. You. Yeah, the yeah you need to calm thing. down with that. I'll try. All right? I'll talk to as the therapist about as it. As your almost parents, we are telling you. <laughs> I'm not sold on this, but. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've dated under six feet. It's just really fun to objectify men. Like, look how squirmish he gets. <laughs> He's so squirmish. It's been fun. 
All right, Hannah, we love you. You're so awesome. Thank you for having me. I like, it was was so fun to just sit and chill and talk. And you're welcome on Marriage Martinis anytime. And you guys are welcome on Burning in Hell. Oh, thanks. We'll we'll do it again for real. I think I need to do a Jersey trip. Um, Please do. You can come and stay at our house. No, she can't. (laughs) (laughs) You're not welcome in my house. We will give you your own bathroom. I'll just corrupt your children. Forget it. No, we first of all we have a septic system, so you're not coming to my house and fucking up my whole septic system. Oh my god, that's the most suburban Don't, thing we'll I've ever heard. We'll take you to the local Starbucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's the good. That's good. I can't drive, so someone needs to drive me. I'm a good New Yorker. No, you really don't drive. No, I, I like have never. A, I have a license. When I was 24, I got it. It's a whole thing. It's expired now, though. I'm looking oh, for so a tall guy who can drive. Right. Oh my god. Or with a driver. I take Ubers. You take it, yeah. That's what we do. It's expensive though to take Ubers. Oh, it's all my money is in Ubers and food. Yeah, DoorDash. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> we're gonna have a whole talk after this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Hannah. We love you. Bye, guys. Right. Thank you for having and me. go check out Burning in Hell and yes. uh, subscribe to our email if you haven't yet. Our Friday fives for our famous date night questions. And um, yeah, we love you. Bye. 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 sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusive Apply. See site for details.